Welcome to the She Will Shine podcast, where we bring you the real stories of female business owners. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a supportive business network for women. It's time to give a voice to women in business and discover their journey. Hi everyone and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. Today we have the lovely Erica McInerney. How are you, Erica? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you for being here. No, it's good, it's a pleasure. Erica is a BA and Masters Qualified Marketing and Communication Specialist with over 25 years experience across a huge range of industries and a proven track record of putting social media to work. Erica now brings her knowledge and expertise in digital and online marketing to regional businesses, individuals and community groups to empower them with the skills to compete in the online space at her business, Mac and Ernie. I love that business name, Erica. Mm. Yeah, it's Perfect. a bit of fun. I wanted to ask you, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were younger? I, I really wanted to be a vet when I was really young. Desperately wanted to be a vet. Um, but as I started to go through high school, I started to realise that actually maths was not my strong suit not still not my strong suit um and but writing was writing reading writing I was always writing stories I was just just constantly writing and and so I really wanted to be a journalist yeah um and then when I finished school uh or finished my exams and stuff I I went I went away for a few months with some friends and I know it all got a little bit silly and a little bit hectic and then I t- when I turned up to do my journalism entry exam I completely tuned out of you know what had been happening in the world and yeah I just did not I don't think I did very well to be honest anyway didn't get into journalism and um and so I ended up just kind of doing an arts degree and doing a whole bunch of subjects that were just really interesting like popular culture and radio and a little you know like writing and literature and and all of this stuff and yeah I kind of found my way to advertising as you do yeah, yeah I but I, I found still, my way to advertising yeah. I can hear, understand that. I still want to write I still have this idea that one day I'm going to write a book uh I just don't have the time so yeah maybe one day so you went through your arts degree yeah came out the other side and then what happened I started working um before I'd even finished my degree I started working in an agency and um I was there for a few years um and and then that, that was it I just I, I was just in advertising for um I think it was like 15 or 16 years before I um moved um to Warrigal. Uh, in that time I went over and did the stint in the UK that was interesting I was there I was there in 2001 which was a really uh, a really strange year to be in the UK because foot and mouth I don't know if you remember there oh, was like yes, this massive that. outbreak of foot and mouth so when we were traveling sort of throughout the UK like you would have to get out um, if you're on a bus or if you're in a car you'd have to get out and wash your feet in these um, buckets and the car tires would have to go through 
uh, like these, they had these weird things on the road that was, that would disinfect everything. And yeah, it was pretty crazy time. And then um, I found myself working for this big, like huge um, global tourism company called um, World of Two. And, uh, and my division was the Americas. And so we did all uh, travel um, brochures and like um, stuff for travel agents and things like that. So brochures and um, like these big catalogs and all kinds of cool stuff. And then, um, yeah, in September, 2001, uh, people didn't want to travel to the States anymore because of uh, yeah, the Twin Towers. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was all, it was a, it was a funny year. Um, but then I came back home and started working in advertising again. And yeah, just kind of did that for a really long time. Were you always with but the yeah. same agency or did you jump agencies a few times? I jumped a bit. Um, one agency I worked at four times. And oh, wow. the fourth time I worked there, I uh, was general manager of the Melbourne um, office. So, yeah, that was that was good. It was good times because because I was in a um, a fairly sort of specialist area, um, which was employer brand, employer branding, recruitment, advertising, and also worked a lot in um, commercial real estate and residential um, real estate, uh, residential estates, and things like that. Um, yeah, kind of. There, there was a few agencies that that really specialized in that. So yeah, hot popped in and out of those a few times, which is good fun. And and you were always working with the same people. So we had advertising, group. the age like yeah. it's such a small world. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And we would all kind of move together. So you would always go somewhere and know people. And also too, you would move with the clients. You know, if you um if you were working for a major client and that client moved to another agency, often they would say, I want to take, I want to take you with me. And and so there'd be a little bit of um movement there which was always yeah always those those moments where you had to like pack your desk and get out off you go on the get day out. Yeah. yeah awkward stuff but no it was good it was really fun I mean like I I learned a lot um I, I do joke that I do have a little bit of PTSD <laughs> no yeah from um working in advertising because it was pretty full-on and yeah. um it's not for the faint-hearted it's not um beer and ping pong although there is a bit of that um, it's actually just generally really really hard work yeah. and um long and, hours know, long hours and and really demanding um clients as well yeah it's it's, it, it's good it's a it's a really interesting uh way to grow up yeah I only lasted two years in my advertising agency and I just had enough I wanted to get out that's yeah. <laughs> that was my last full-time job yeah <laughs> it is yeah well I mean that was my last full-time job too I mean apart from obviously what I'm doing now but um it was yeah like I, I found when I had um my first child um and then I had to go back to work uh I, I just I just felt like I, I couldn't do it anymore I yeah. couldn't give uh, you had to give, 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 and and I loved it. Um, but then I realised that actually I loved my my family more, yeah. and and time just time just became more precious, and yeah. and I just yeah I just didn't feel like I I could give what I needed to give anymore. 
I couldn't, like when I left, it was because I wanted to have a family. So I wasn't pregnant yet, mm. but I was yeah. like, I just couldn't imagine life at an advertising agency with a child. Yeah. Like it was just like, there's just no way I could do it. No, I mean, it's hard. It was really hard. And, and just even just the travel and having to put her in um, childcare when she was only like 10 months old. And yeah, it was, yeah, no, I, I think um, that was probably a really good decision. So you were still living in Melbourne at that time. When did the move to Warrigal come? It was 2011. So um, I was pregnant with my son who was born in um, November that year. And we talked about it. We talked about moving. We'd been talking about moving for quite a while. Uh, and we'd settled on, well, we'd kind of settled on Warrigal in a bit of a roundabout way. Like my husband's from Melbourne and he'd never lived down this way. I grew up in, um, I grew up in Gippsland and I went to school in Warrigal. So it was kind of familiar to me. And, um, but we'd started to look, cause we were living sort of really central. We were living right near um, Chadston and but our, we had a two bedroom unit and we sort of realized actually it was going to get pretty small. So we started looking and we wanted a house and we just started getting further and further and further out and started to realize that if we were going to stay, I was going to have to stay full time working in, in advertising. And, and we just started to question what actually we wanted to do with our lives. And um, one of my oldest friends had moved down here a few years before with his wife and, and they had a little girl uh, about a month after we'd had our first. And so we came down and visited and you know, quizzed them and had a look around. and Suss it all out. Back. Yeah, and then we, just, then we just started looking for the right house um, because we wanted to be really central. And, yeah, we just we found a house and... We sold our place in Melbourne and we just packed up and came down on a really rainy day and, and then it rained for like six months straight. And my husband was like, what the what hell? Have what have you done? <laughs> it was a big decision and, and it, was a really, it was a really interesting decision because it was hard for me to come back. But, God, it was just the best thing we ever did. And we just can't, we can't even imagine um, going back now and, and raising our kids in Melbourne. You know, we've just got such a such a good life here and so you moved back to Warrigal yeah this new life when did yep. you decide did you work for someone else or did you think oh now's the time to try something well I part of the reason why um, we moved here was so that I wouldn't have to work I had this idea that I was going to be a stay-at-home mum and um and I said about we got some chicken and I put veggie patch and Love you know, it. and I was just going to do all this stuff and live the life yeah and I joined um I joined a mother's group uh so which is really nice that that friend that I'd said his wife was in a mother's group and so she invited me to join her mother's group so I made some you know really nice um connections there and um and you know we're going to farmers markets and doing all this stuff and um and one of the girls in that um group and I decided that we were going to start a farmer's market in Warrigal because there wasn't one and so that um I thought it took us quite a while to to um to get that you know up and going and in the meantime she got pregnant and had another baby and we ended up launching that in 2013 and it was massive got um got like a 20 something thousand dollar grant 
um, to get it started. And I think on the opening day, we had over a thousand, like twelve hundred people came, and and it was just really successful, and it really um, and still going every every month. I I left a couple of years ago, um, but that really that really cemented me in the community because I, I I suddenly had this huge network and and I and and became a real you know real part of this community and people knew who I was and I was in the front page of the local paper and um and it was really it it showed me that um, it was you know it was all volunteer volunteering um but it showed me that I still I could still do things and I could still um contribute my skills and so it sort of kicked off this this love that I have of you know helping and doing things did it start like kind of motivating you to kind of do kind of look for something more or think of something else that you could kind of yeah bite your teeth into the, the main thing it did for me was, so this was 2013 um, and I started a Facebook page and um, and really started to see how, how powerful that was. So I was kind of, I was just learning as I went, but it was such, it was such an incredible channel. It was such a great way to get people, people would come from all over to this market and it was because it was, it was really humming on Facebook. And I think when I left um, a few years ago, 10,000 followers on Facebook, which was a lot. <laughs> and um, and from that, then I started to think, oh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm ready to go back and, and do something. And I started working part-time uh, for a, a, the regional library group. Uh, that they've got libraries kind of um, across a, a huge part of Gippsland. Um, so I was working in marketing for them for a few years, and then um, then I started. I was working for also part time for a, um, a builder, and during that time, while I was at the library, I'd started really thinking about social media and helping people and training them and stuff. And I'd started to put together some ideas for little courses or little classes that I could do through the libraries. And at the same time, because I had so many small businesses all the market stall owners to see how how good it could be and and what that Facebook page and then later the Instagram account was doing to bring people in and they wanted to know how to do it so I was helping them I was constantly getting them set up and showing them how to do it and fielding all of this question all of these questions and and I started to think you know there's a real need for this and there's just nothing like it around there was there was really no one at that time. There was maybe a couple of people in, in Melbourne. Yeah. So I thought, well, it wasn't easily I mean, accessible. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, obviously there's, there's a lot of advice out there, so much advice out there, but it's not necessarily targeted or it's not, it's not for regional areas. It's not, it's not relevant. So I went, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm going to do this little side hustle and I'm going to charge people a little bit to do what I do instead of, getting a copy in return yeah. or and I, I sort of launched that in um just towards the end of February 2016 and then by um July I had to quit my job and I was just like full-time <laughs> it was full-time in the business awesome. so it was really crazy did you foresee like kind of go back a few years did you think you'd ever start your own business no absolutely not a few um there were a few times over the years when I worked in advertising that a few of us got together 
got really close to starting an agency. Yeah, it just always, uh, it just always really terrified me, to be honest. So, I mean, I think starting a business with other people is different. When you start something for yourself the way that I did, it was like, well, I've only got myself to worry yeah. about. There's not so I, much pressure in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's pressures, but it's not, there's not that kind of responsibility. There's no, there's no overheads on my brain when I started. Um, you know, I didn't even have an office space then. And so I didn't have any overheads. So it was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to do this thing. And, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll just go get a job. Yeah, but no, absolutely not. I, I still sometimes can't believe I'm, you know, almost seven years in, into this thing and, and still, and it's still going really well. So yeah. Do you think like, um, if you hadn't made the move to Warragul, because it's kind of like when you moved to Warragul and you started the farmer's market, that's kind of yeah. when this circle kind of was created and you sort of started going on this um, journey of hmm. gradually building a business. Do you think if you had a stayed in Melbourne, you would have done the same thing? No, I think I'd be, um, I think I'd probably be the burnt out mess if I stayed in Melbourne. That's me, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just, I just can't, I can't see how I would have, pulled myself out of that industry and 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 I and I know that um you know a lot of my friends and a lot of my contacts are still are still doing it and um but yeah I guess I guess we would have just worked we just would have it just life would have been different I don't think I would have started something myself yeah uh it's so competitive and um and hard in in advertising and and to be honest as as I was leaving uh you know we had that that downturn yeah and you know things got pretty pretty awful you know having to lay off staff and yeah it was the first thing that gets cut of course is is marketing and advertising so um yeah I I don't know if I could have weathered that storm in a yeah in my own agency um we were talking prior to starting the recording about um you know imposter syndrome yeah do you think that has been your biggest challenge in the business? Because we all experience it. We'll talk about both experienced it. Yeah, maybe. I, I think that it stops me from doing things sometimes. Um, the context of what we were talking about earlier was I was just saying I just found out that I was a finalist in the Raw Awards this, um, this year. And um, and I I don't really uh, I don't really go for awards when I get nominated. I go, oh, thank you so much for the nomination, and then I never go through with it. And this year, because it's quite, quite the process. It's a, it's a yeah. it is a process, and I and I got someone to help me with it um, this year because I thought um, I'm going to go for some, and and I knew the ones that I wanted to go for, uh, and I didn't get the first. I was a finalist, so I've been a finalist in the three that I, I put in an um, application for, so which is amazing, absolutely amazing. And I didn't win the first two and, you know, whatever. But the, but the way that it's helped me, I think I haven't even had a chance to really sit back and think about it, but I think I really needed it. I think I really needed something to just kick me in the bum and say, you're really good at this and yeah. you've done a lot of amazing things and I'm not very good at telling people 
all the stuff that I'm doing, I'm very private and, um, and it's very hard to um, quantify what I do. I teach people uh, how to use social media and marketing and I you know, help them with strategy and I help them with confidence and it makes them better, but it's very hard for them to turn around and say to me, because of you, I made this much money or, you know, like it's, it's, yeah, I know exactly it's what kind of anecdotal. Yeah. 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 And I also don't like talking about my clients. So it was, it was sort of that thing where I was like, well, I, I've done all this amazing stuff over the last couple of years, like during COVID, I feel like I want to, I feel like I want people to know that without me having to say it. And, and so I think those, those um, becoming a finalist gives me that, it makes me feel like, yeah, okay, right. I, I was seen. It's like, an it's affirmation. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that, but at the same time, yeah, there's this little voice on my, oh, yeah. on my shoulder going, um, like even today I want to announce on my social media that I'm a finalist in this, but I'm like, I feel like a bit of a dick because I've just, I've just done that twice already this, you know, this month. And I feel, I don't know. Anyway, do I think it's my biggest challenge? Um, pro- I don't know, probably. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it does stop me sometimes. And I yeah. think it, um, it does make me procrastinate sometimes or perhaps not go for things that I think um, that I could. Do you consider yourself an introvert? I don't know. I, I don't think I'm either an introvert or an extrovert. I don't know if there's anything in the middle, but there are things, there are situations where, like if I go to a networking event, um I can go and talk to people most of the time but then other times I'll go and I'll just be like uh, yeah I just yeah I think look I, I think I'd probably lean towards introverted absolutely uh, a, a lot of stuff goes on up here and and I think um I'm definitely more comfortable in in kind of small groups well let's share what you've done in Perth because recently that was in mm. large groups yeah, well, I got invited to um, to do a, a workshop at the State of Social Conference in Perth, which was amazing. And, and this is, yeah, the way that it actually came about was um, I said to my husband, I want to go. I want to go to State of Social next year. And he goes, no, don't go. You should speak there. Just send him an email and, and, and pitch. Just tell him what you can do. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I did it. And, and then they got back to me and they said, yeah, we want you to come and speak. So I flew over there and it was two days. And the first day was um, all these amazing sort of industry professionals. And it's like really great, hundreds and hundreds of people, billboard up to stadium. It was really cool. And then uh, on the second day, I, um, I did a one hour workshop to a room full of people and yeah. a packed room full of people thank yeah. you very much I guess my biggest fear the thing that I was manifesting in my head was no one t- coming to my workshop because people had a choice you know they could choose between two or three and and I was like what if no one turns up and and so I was trying to get used to that feeling and then yeah I was just saying this when we were chatting earlier that the room started to feel and it kept getting fuller and fuller and fuller. And I hadn't actually, I really genuinely hadn't prepared myself for that. So yeah, for the first time in a long time, I was like actually really nervous. And um, yeah, and that, you know, like that, that's that little imposter syndrome. Yeah. 
but snaps to that me. full room awesome yeah it was it was you, great you made it happen and i got some clients out of it your husband deserves a pat on the back for encouraging you good on him he does and he is actually the guy who who gets me past those those moments where i think and he's the one who sort of says go to the award you got nominated put put a thing in um which is good it's really good to have him on my on my side because i think i'd probably just i don't know i'd probably be very different if i didn't have him well it's easy isn't it like when you are on your own working on your own it's easy to go back into your little bubble retreat into your bubble Mm -hmm. and kind of just sort of stay in that safe warm place and not ever venture out sometimes we Mm. need to kick up the bum to get us out into the world yeah the last few weeks uh, I've definitely been in a bubble I've just got so much work on and it's my own fault but I just, I've barely left. I'm actually working from home at the moment. I can't even get into the office. I'm just, you know, I've got a sore back from being punched to the computer. And, and I've just been in this real bubble and I haven't really seen my friends. And I haven't exercised and I haven't done all of these things. And I'm just, I'm just trying to get all this stuff done because it's school holidays. Yeah. Like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I love about my business and one of the reasons why I uh, do what I do is because I try to take school holidays off to spend with the kids, but it always causes this uh, this just real bottleneck in the weeks leading up to school holidays and then and then we go away and I get back and then it's just all piled on me again. So I haven't yes. quite worked out how to how to make it work. I'm nodding along to do? everything you're saying there, Erica, because I'm exactly the same. Like this week, I'm like, school holidays yeah. next week. I've got to quick, quick, quickly scramble because like the same, I like to spend time, especially mm. as they're, you know, when they're getting older, they're not going to want to spend time with me anymore. So now yeah. while they're happy too, I'm like, I'm trying to set aside yeah. that time. But it's, the, yeah. you know, it's that quest for balance, right? Like the never-ending quest for balance that doesn't exist. Yeah, I think about balance and I think it's never like that. It's always like this kind of balance. Seesaw, yeah. Yeah, and and that's okay because you do have up periods, but then you have down periods. I wanted to talk a little bit more about your involvement in the rural area because um, mm-hmm. you're highly involved in your community um, and in the regions around you. Can you share a little bit more about, you know, what organisations you're involved with and... Um, also, I know you have a podcast coming out, so but you know, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. As well? well, I'm not really doing um because my business has just been a little bit hectic the last few years. Um I'm I'm working, I'm on the board of the um Walhalla Goldfields Railway. That's kind of my little passion project at the moment. Um and um and they won an award the night that um <laughs> that I didn't win one. <laughs> and um yeah I do do a few little bits and pieces here and there but yeah the podcast that I've got coming out hopefully in the next few weeks um is called small town business and it's uh it's going to be uh, interviews with people doing amazing things from regional and rural hate that word rural uh <laughs> areas and the reason that I wanted to start it is that I I I have this really great insight because I work with all of these great businesses and 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 they're doing all of these 
incredible things and they're in these small towns and I just think it's a really fascinating um, and sometimes people don't even know that they're in small towns you know they've got such a big presence um, so I wanted to do uh, I wanted to just do a podcast and tell those stories so it's really exciting I've not I mean I've space. been yeah I've done lots of um, interviews but it's very different when yeah you're on the other side yeah. I'm the opposite I find it harder being the interviewee because I'm used to being the interviewer I I think it's a real skill and I said to I've got someone helping me because I was never going to get it done if I didn't and I said to him I felt really stiff like I felt really uh, a bit nervous that you know I wanted to keep the conversation flowing and I want to ask the right questions and yeah it was, it was odd but I did I did decide that with the first I'd do a season and see how it went and I and I was kind of um I went for people that I know that I know I've got a good story that I already know so that it could be a little bit more yeah. relaxed so that when I start to interview people that I've never met you know necessarily or don't know very well that it'll be um yeah I'll be hopefully better at it by then I'm sure you will I'm sure you're fine already yeah the pressure we're yeah. putting ourselves there it is again <laughs> I know I know I know it's it's um and then you know there's that imposter syndrome and and I and when I started to look at why why it was taking me so long to get it done yes I'm busy but I probably could have done it and launched it when I said I was going to but I think part of me was kind of going oh do you really need to add your voice to the bloody gazillion podcasts out there and because I listen to a lot as well and I think oh, I'm not going to be that good I'm not going to be that slick and uh, you know you you do talk yourself into a into a hole but there's yeah. always someone who even if it's like 10 people who listen to it if I can help those 10 people that's awesome and that's the thing I don't like the podcasts that are schmick I like the ones where it sounds like I'm chatting with my mate yeah the ones that I can yeah. relate to and I think yeah. your audience would be the same yeah I think so I, I yeah I hope so I have it look I hope people listen to it but you know we will time, watch this space give it a plug <laughs> <laughs> small town business do you have maybe one or two highlights so i think it's business seven years yeah almost challenges imposter syndrome and you know the pressure we put on ourselves yeah do you have a couple of highlights times when you were like yeah, i can do this i think look it, 2020 was a weird year for me um because you know like every like everything um March hit and I had I had workshops and things booked into into October that year and the first thing that happened was everybody uh, either post like just kind of got in touch and said look we don't know what's going to happen so let's just postpone this and so I, I kind of went oh shit that's my business my business is going out and doing workshops and speaking to people and and I'd never really cracked that nut of uh of getting people comfortable in zoom a lot of people that I deal with aren't particularly tech savvy and so I would offer it and they would be like oh no I'd really rather see you in person and so um so I had that real panic moment of this is it I'm, I'm not going to be able to do what I do. And then it wasn't that long after that I realised that 
it was actually a really good opportunity and it was a really good opportunity for a lot of reasons and I ended up having a, a completely massive year ridiculously massive but that take up that everyone had uh, of zoom and and you know this this situation just fundamentally changed my ability to do what I do so now I'm not driving around so much anymore so for me like was a highlight in yeah. that sense that it it allowed me to to do more and to reach more. And that year and and last year, I um I was I was able to beam myself into so many communities and so many groups and through uh, local councils and through um, chambers of commerce and organisations like that that booked me to help people. Um, I was able to help people because all of these businesses that never really had an online presence before because they didn't need one all of a sudden found themselves with nothing they had no shop they had their doors were closed and so um, because I was able to help people yeah. not because when, when they was, needed it most yeah yeah and yeah yeah their reach, and your reach was wider it was and it was really it was um it it was a really hard couple of years because people were just so um just just in a real mess and and so for me it was really good to be able to help them and to get them going and to see them still going and still thriving and and actually you know in, in a lot of cases really enjoying that they now have an online presence that they now can use Instagram or Facebook or whatever and they can see the value of it so yeah it was a, it it was a strange it's a strange yeah. highlight but um but it really just for a minute there I thought I'm not going to be able to do this anymore and then I realized that it was more important than ever and I still think it's without being a gig it's important it's really important to to people because there's a lot of um you put a lot of responsibility you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you're a small business owner and and one of those pressures is that you have to show up and you have to do bloody reels and you have to do this and yeah. that. And if you don't have that confidence, you don't have those skills, but you're really good at your job or you've got a really great product, there's a lot of self-esteem that's tied up in this inability to do that stuff. So um, so I think it's really, yeah, I think it's really important. Well, that's it as well. Like following you on Instagram, like you give away so much information so many tips mm. so many tricks and all really practical and all as quick as possible you know things that are really easy like I love the way that you deliver it because you make it easy for people who don't you know they may not have a love for mm. dancing with reels or whatever it is which completely understandable yeah so it's like you give away so much free already yeah with what you do because there's a genuine care there anyone can see there's a genuine care to help small businesses succeed on socials yeah that's what I want to do and and that that Instagram profile uh is is there for that exact reason that's how I use it and uh and I try to be I try to just translate what's happening in this in that space into something that people can actually understand so I don't necessarily say you have to do this or you should do this and I don't like to deal in those like those sorts of general statements people still ask me all the time how many posts a week should I do yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. it's make good posts but I do try to sort of put them out there as like more like a thought starter like this is something that is happening this is a, 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 a 
a tool that you could use and this is how you might use it and uh, and I and I know that a lot of people can't afford help and, and I know that a lot of people are just just googling and so I want to be a place where people can come and get safe advice like qualified real thoughtful you know with their future in mind kind of advice and how good and, is it so when you see one of your followers or one of your clients mm-hmm. You see them put it into practice mm. and then yeah. you see the, how proud they are of themselves as well because they've learned yeah. this new thing and they're like, actually, I can do this. Oh, it's awesome. It's so awesome. And I love it too. Um, a lot of people will message something to me like they'll message me or tag me in a reel and go, my God, I did it. And and it's exciting because it, it, it's, it's so important to people. Because you sit on the sidelines and you watch all of your competitors and you watch all of these other people sort of breeze in and do it really naturally. And if it doesn't come naturally to you and you don't really get it, God, it's it's the worst feeling. And and that's a real downside to social media is being able to see what everyone else is doing daily. Because uh, it and makes not you being able to do it. Mm. Yeah, and it makes you feel invisible. Like you yeah. kind of like, all these people are doing all this stuff and what am I doing? You kind of mm. feel that pressure but like you said it's not about quantity it's about quality as well because of your involvement in these local businesses have you seen their confidence grow yeah absolutely yeah it's great I love it I love seeing and you know what it's sometimes it's hit and miss um but the main thing is that it's really cool to see people have a crack at at doing stuff Uh, and it makes them feel really good because there's nothing worse than being really passive when you know you need to do something and sitting back and not doing it. Um, at least, you know, they're out there and, and get better and better and better. And as I always say to people, if it's really shit, you can just delete it. And yeah. <laughs> and we've yeah, all made, yeah, we've all done that. I'll, I do that still. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I do it still. I did something <laughs> the other day and it tanked. And I knew it was the wrong time to post it. I just did it anyway. Just deleted it, just did it later, and then do it later and it works. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So, Erica, what do you kind of foresee for you and your business in the future? Oh, that is it. I don't know at this point. I'm, like um, I'm doing, I'm, I'm working on a, a few different things at the moment. I'm not really um, at a point where I can talk about it, but um yeah I, I same for the moment and then yeah. um and then there's yeah I've got I've got some stuff that I'm kind of working on which will change things a little bit but I don't think I'm going to change um we're certainly not going to change my uh my kind of business values or my intention or what I want to achieve with the business it's just finding different ways to do it yeah, at the moment is finding finding ways to um, make my life a little bit easier. Like I, yeah. I just yeah, I'm, I'm up to pussy's bow at the moment, and, and not really willing to. Um, I don't want to grow an agency. I don't want to have. I've got people that work for me, but I don't want to have like a full time, you know, staff and. I don't want any of that. I think um, that's like something that we all have in common or definitely a lot of us at Shield Shine have in common mm-hmm. is because we don't want the big shebang business, the big empire. 
No. We just want something that suits our life. We're able to help our clients spread the word of whatever it is that we're doing. But yeah. it doesn't have to be the biggest. It doesn't have to be the loudest. It doesn't have to be, I don't know, the be all mm. and end all of whatever our industry is. But to just have what what we see is something that's easily manageable because we all have responsibilities outside of our businesses and things that we love, you know, we'll have our families, but also things that we love to do and friends we want to see, a lifestyle that we want. And it's about creating that business to work within that lifestyle, but also within the business, of course, to get better and grow and that kind of thing. But it's not growing into this big conglomerate. It's kind of growing into something that we Mm. still are able to hold yeah it's funny isn't it because sometimes I feel like um especially in the space that that I'm in you know in that coaching space sometimes I feel like it's a bit of a dirty not a dirty word but like a a weird concept when I say to people I don't want to scale to seven figures I don't want to do any of this stuff like I'm not motivated I'm not motivated by money I'm motivated by lifestyle at the moment I mean I don't know what I'll do in the future but certainly I'm motivated by the fact that I have breakfast with my kids every day, take them to school, pick them up, take them to their after-school activities, catch up with friends. Like I'm motivated by lifestyle. And, um, and you know, you need, you need money, you need income. Um, but I'm also motivated by, uh, like, results. I'm motivated by what I do uh, and the value. So if I was to grow... Like, how do I grow when it's all in my head? <laughs> like, how do I, yeah. yeah so anyway, I don't know. I, and and I don't know, sometimes I think people look at me and they're like, but you could do this and you could do that. And I'm like, um, I, I could. I just don't I want know, to. I want to, yeah. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just want to have, I just, I don't know, I'm getting old. I want to have a, um, I just want to have a life. I want to enjoy my life while I'm, you know, able. Yeah. And before my kids move out and go off to uni and leave me. Yeah. What do your kids think about like what you do? Do they kind of like my daughter makes me laugh? Like yes, the other day she said she's starting a business and with her yeah. friend and blah blah. And so I was like, oh, that's great, whatever. And then she said to me this morning, she goes, Oh, but we're not gonna charge for what we do. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can just kind of okay, we'll just it's I'm not, not gonna a business, say darling. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna let her have fun and see what she yeah. what does. But do you know what I mean? Like, do you think what you're doing is influencing yeah. your kids? Oh massively absolutely they um I think it's hard to tell with my son but I know with uh with Meg she's always been really influenced by me um she was really into the farmer's market she was just you know she's kind of went through this phase where she's constantly coming up with ideas and wanting to help and um and then she went through a phase where she would um draw logos for people and you know and she's I think what I'm demonstrating to her is um, you can do whatever you want. You, you know, you just got to be really passionate about it. My mum, um, you know, it took me a while. Actually, I think it honestly took me to, to start my own business before I really realised that my mum, uh, that, that, you know, I'm more like her than I, than I think because she, um, when we were kids, she kind of had a couple of little businesses and stuff. She started a business with a friend and uh so she had a shop in the town that we were in there was another shop in the town that the friend was in it was like um it was called knit and sew and it was a the 80s man and they um they sold uh, wool and sewing stuff and then they also had this whole group of like 
old ladies who you could go in and, and um, commission a jumper. You know, there's big kind of 80s yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. Anyway, so she she was entrepreneurial, but she was always there. And we would go down to the shop after school and and she did that to fit around, you know, the, the kids. And, and it, it's funny, I, it wasn't until I started my business that I started to go, oh, oh, I see what you did there. And now I'm doing it because you showed me the way. And we had a really great childhood. And, you know, we were always going, you know, going on camping trips and holidays and, you know, all of this stuff, which is what I'm doing with my kids now. So, I mean, part of that was why we moved down here was to be able to, yeah, to be able to give them that lifestyle. And I, and I think having a massive business or a big agency with all of this stuff and all these overheads, I couldn't, I couldn't do that stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I got lost there. But, yeah, I think it's influencing my kids definitely. Full stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what podcasts aren't full of full, full, full stops. We're going to keep talking. <laughs> you know, you're quite in a happy place right now with everything. No, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. But you really should be proud of what you have achieved. Like, how many businesses have you been able to help over, what was it, seven years? Yeah. A like, lot. when you think about it, there's a lot of people, there's yeah. a lot of businesses, a lot of lives. Yeah. I mean, like, I've, personally worked with hundreds and um but then you know like the the flow on effect of like even like all the webinars and like thousands of people you know it's there's a lot there's there's a lot of people and I think um I don't know I, I'm not I'm not very good to, at, at talking about stuff like that but yeah 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 and you should be that's I don't think that we yeah. recognize that enough within yeah. ourselves like it does take someone else to say it for yeah. you to go oh yeah actually yeah and that's part of these communities that's part of being in she will shine is that um I know that if something really awesome happens to me I can go in there and I can say hey everyone just uh, this really exciting thing happened to me and and everyone will get it and even though I don't know you know half the people very very well at all they'll all be cheering and they will be like oh my god so good good on you and and it's not the kind of thing that you can necessarily stand up and say you know at a party or something oh hey guess what (laughs) I'm a finalist for this award and you know you feel like you can't do that so it's nice to have these communities where uh where everybody's focused on on the same thing and that is um supporting each other in through this crazy little business owning life that yeah. we have that if you don't own a business you don't get you just don't get it it's impossible yeah. to 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 really understand but obviously you've got a very supportive husband and I think yeah. having those allies as well that aren't in business but kind of can push us along when they know that we're capable of doing and achieving things yeah. is priceless as well two of my um really good friends in town both own both have businesses as well and um actually they're the husband and wife in 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 the businesses together and um I haven't managed to convince Dom to come into the business yet but um but so it's really nice actually more than two like heaps of people that I know really when I think about it um and so it's nice to have those people to to talk through issues with as well but I honestly if Dom didn't help me like on the weekend I said the guy who's helping me with my podcast is like, 
you need to uh, you need to get your website up because you've got to be able to host this thing da, 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 da. and I was like ah. <laughs> Dom just sat down and just smashed one out for me she's like I'll just do it just get on there and he's like what about, can, this? Can, what about this photo what about this color can, what about this <laughs> I think you need to rent him out is he available this weekend <laughs> <laughs> no we're going away but no, it was you know and he, you know, like he had things he wanted to do. He wanted to go and he wanted to go to the gym and he wanted to do all this other stuff. But like he recognizes when, you know, when when he has opportunities to to participate in it and and help and and he's always always doing it. Even though I'm sure it pisses him off sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure he's what he wanted keeper. to say was, "Why are you telling me this on Sunday?" <laughs> but he still did it. Oh bless. Bless yeah. his cotton socks. Love it. What a keeper. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. We we went to Sydney last, I think it was last weekend, maybe, um, for an award. And I took him and we went to this like massive fancy gala dinner and stayed in a fancy hotel and just hung out together. And it was it was nice. It was nice to be able to say, um, you know, we did this and you're a part of it. And yeah, it was yeah, it was good. To involve him. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Erica. Oh, it's always, always a pleasure talking to you. I keep forgetting that we're actually recording this. And then, and then I kind of go, oh, yeah, we're recording this. Yeah. It's like I'm just chatting. <laughs> That's it. Love it. Every yeah. time we chat, I'll just hit record. <laughs> yeah, do that. We'll just turn into a podcast. I'm not sure that's legal, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Um, I just want to share with you that I just love how you embrace anything that you're involved in. Just like you've embraced your shine a thousand percent. Like everything that I see you're involved in, you really embrace it and you, you know, you spend time and make the most of opportunities and show up. And I just think that's fabulous. So keep doing what you're doing. I will try. Thank you. That's very kind of you. And yeah, no, it's been, it's been really great to be a part of, um, to be a part of the community and one day I'm going to get down to one of the coffees and the co-working and just yeah hectic we might bring one to you do that watch this space that'd be awesome I'd like Warrigal that. watch out we're coming yeah. for you <laughs> let's do that awesome have thank a great you. day Erica thank yeah, you, you so much and thank you to everyone for joining us today. I know that you've enjoyed Erica's story as much as I have. And um, we'll be back with you with another episode soon. See you later. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode of the She Will Shine podcast, we invite you to check out shewillshine.com.au. She Will Shine is the essential support network you need to grow a thriving, meaningful business. We can help you grow your network, connect and develop genuine relationships, be supported and support others in building and growing a successful business on your terms. Say goodbye to working alone and become a member at shewillshine.com.au.